Hello, I'm Drew Adams. I'm Dan C. Taller. And we are the founders of the budgeting app called Weekly. So we wanted to take a moment and talk about why we are creating a budgeting app. What is the traditional view of budgeting and what's broken about it and what we're doing to try to make it better? So, Dan, I guess, why don't you start with the traditional view of budgeting? Yeah, so if you think about a budget, uh, you might think of uh, basically an estimation of your income and your expenses over a period of time. Uh, that's how budgets work for most budgeting tools. You set up all these different um, estimations of what your income and expenses will be over the course of a month, usually, and then you try to follow that. Right. But we know that that's basically broken. If you just look at one indicator being the amount of debt that we have in the United States, it's crazy. You yeah. can you can tell we're we're not we haven't figured out that first level of personal finance which is spending less than you earn right it's difficult to stay on top of how much you've spent in the different categories and then you have to go back and reconcile everything and see how you did and it kind of doesn't lend itself to modern modern life right and so if if it's not working you know what needs to be changed what's broken about it how can we have a more functional view of budgeting to make it actually work right, right. how can we give the numbers to people at the moment they want them yeah so that's that a they big can control their spending bingo so um at weekly we've really spent a lot of time thinking about budgeting and really what what is the objective of having a budget and how can we develop a tool and develop principles that help you achieve your goal of budgeting. Right. And so uh, we would define a budget as a as simply a tool that shows you your income and your expenses in a way that helps you reach your goals. Right. So that's got some function to it, right? And so that definition allows us to compare one budgeting app or one budgeting approach to another one based on how well it helps you reach your goals. Right. Because I think a lot of people, they get in the moment of spending and they don't know what they have to spend. Even if they have the best of intentions, mm -hmm. they may be up in one category or down in another category. But, you know, and, and, and when people do that, sometimes they resort to the cash method, right, mm -hmm. of budgeting, which is I have this much cash, and when I don't have any more cash, I am done spending. And it's very clear how much cash you have left. But that also doesn't really lend itself to the modern world where you're buying things online. And so is there a way to sort of take that cash method of when you run out of cash, you know, you know, you're done and move it and have it available on a mobile device, same number across all categories, right. you know how much money you can spend and everything's been factored into it already. Exactly. Right. The simplicity of the cash method has a lot of advantages. The one big drawback is that it just doesn't work in today's world. Some places don't even accept cash. If you're buying things online, it can be dangerous to carry around a lot of cash. There's a lot of issues with that. Mm -hmm. um, so how can we how can we solve that problem? Um, I think another another challenge most budgeting apps have is the interval of time. So most budgeting apps use a month interval. 
to estimate your income and expenses. Mm -hmm. And then within that interval, you've got everything grouped together with your, your housing payments, your car payment, uh, your groceries. It's all in this one, you know, month long estimation. But that's too long. Like, do you remember three weeks ago what you spent on eating out? Right. That doesn't make sense on, and, uh, and, on the other side, though, your recurring expenses are very predictable. And so it's easy to budget for your rent or your car payment. That's the same every single month. Right. And so at Weekly, we've thought, well, how can we simplify this this budget, this number of income minus expenses to help people make the best decisions? And so essentially, the way we operate is to take your recurring income and input all of your recurring expenses. So these are all things that happen on a regular basis, more or less for the same amount. Yeah. And one point of clarity on this recurring expenses are often monthly, but sometimes they're more than I mean, more than monthly or a lot less than monthly. Mm -hmm. So if a recurring expense is once a year, you pay your pool fees. That's a recurring expense. Just got to put it in there, what the amount is and the fact that the intervals a year. Absolutely. Yep. So you plug all of those recurring expenses into weekly. And what weekly does is average that income and expenses to give you a weekly number that's left. Right. And this is basically what you would have, as you talked about earlier in the cash method, this would be your cash on hand. This is your Mm -hmm. available to spend in any category you like, um, but that's all the money you have. And so weekly really simplifies that spending down to a single number. And we found that that greatly improves the clarity when you're out, out making purchases, whether you're buying gas or movie tickets or groceries, you have this one simple number uh, to keep you on track. And then the, the real kicker is that that number, that allowance gets added to your safe to spend every single week. And so you, you're only budgeting out for the next seven days. That's a, that's a much more stable interval of time. You got five work days, you got two weekend days. It's the same every week. And that can really help smooth out your spending and keep you on track. Right. Because another trap you can fall into is if you look at your bank account, let's say you get paid at the beginning of the month and you get your money at the beginning of the month, you have this lump sum of money. It makes you feel like you can spend more money than you really can. Yeah. But if you break it down, you don't really look at the cash balance, but look at what the the once you factor in all your recurring payments, what you can really spend on a weekly basis, it helps divorce cash flow from actual spending. And that may sound dangerous because you could overspend your cash, I guess, but um and you need to kind of be mindful of how much cash you do have in the bank. But really, once you get going with it, if you're sticking with the weekly method and all of your expenses that are in there, your cash flow problems will disappear because you'll always have leftover money at the in the bank because you're spending less than what you earn. Yep, that's the real key is to solve the, the spending issue. If you can manage your spending, spending less than you're earning, then your, your cash flow will take care of itself because right. you'll always be bringing in more money than is going out. So focusing in on one number, right? Which is your, you you figured out your allowance and we should talk a little bit about the safe to spend number. So you figure out what your allowance is by taking your recurring income, mining your recurring expenses, plus your savings goals. 
and then you end up with um, uh, a number that is your discretionary spending, which we then break it down on a weekly basis, and we give you your, your allowance. That's your allowance, which you can spend week to week. Um, and then if you have money left over, you, that's called rollover. Yep. If you, got, if, you got, if you overspend or you have money left over at the end of the week, you can roll that into the next week to either catch up or just spend what you haven't spent already. Right. Because the money is our, like you, like we've talked about, the income is already allocated to cover all your, your bills and your other expenses. And so you can feel comfortable spending that, that money and you're safe to spend. Right. Your, um, the other thing I was going to mention kind of that you touched on is this emotional connection to your money. Everybody has emotional connection to your money. If you got lots of money, you just barely got paid, your bank account number's gone up. Psychologically, you're thinking, okay, I can spend. And that's one of our, our big keys of emphasis at weekly is that every single week you have the same amount. And that really helps you smooth out your spending. The, the problem with the, the, the paycheck roller coaster is that when you have lots of money, you overspend and then you still have to spend two weeks later when you've actually spent all your money, but you still have to eat. You still got to buy groceries. You still got to pay for gas. And so the strategy of averaging out your, your um, discretionary spending over week to week really helps you have this stable, consistent amount of money you can spend that evens out your spending. Right. Um, and the other thing we try to do to be the other component of a modern budgeting app, I think is being able to be in touch with what spending is going on all the time. So, uh, although you can put in your transactions manually, if you manually, if you want to, we also allow you to connect your bank account. So the transactions come in and then you can review them and approve them. Um, and as they come in and re- you're reviewing them and approving them, you can see your safe to spend number go down or maybe it goes up if you have one time income, but you're, um, in constant sort of, you can monitor it without it ruling you, right? Yeah. Like, or the anxiety has gone, you know what the number is and you can spend money on what brings you joy at the time knowing that across all categories or whatever, this number is okay for you to spend. Yeah, that's actually a feature I've always wanted in the budgeting app is uh, the ability to basically approve each transaction that comes in. Uh, one of the things I find frustrating with other budgeting tools is when you link your bank account, the transactions just start flying in and you pull up the app and you don't know what you have seen and what you haven't seen and all the categories are different and it's difficult to really stay on top of. Um, whereas with weekly, like you mentioned that the transactions come in, but we give you the ability to review those individually and confirm them as either recurring transactions or day-to-day transactions. And then there's also some transactions that don't affect your spending. Um, for example, if you make a credit card payment, that's a transfer of funds, but it's it's not uh, spending because you tracked your spending when you actually put it on the credit card. Right. And so those can be ignored out of your safe to spend. Right. Um, the other thing um, I wanted to say was in the traditional monthly uh, budgeting paradigm, like when you download everything and they sort of go into your categories and then you have to sort of, you ever look at the categories and be like, well, what's, what's in, what's in that yeah. thing? And then you mm-hmm. see all that's, all this stuff, but it's done at the end of the month. And then you don't, you're not really 
on top of it, like you, what you need to be in order to change behavior on a weekly basis. Bingo. Yeah. And I think that's really the key is staying on top of your finances. If you have a, a monthly interval of reviewing your, your finances, then you're going to be way out of, out of touch with what's going on. So why don't you tell a little bit about how you, how Dan came up with the idea for the app. So why don't you yeah. talk a little bit just about why you created it in the first place? Yeah. So, um, I have tried a lot of different budgeting systems. I'm, I'm married and have been since I was 21 years old. So I got married pretty young and, and immediately had this, uh, finance dynamic in my relationship. Right. Right. It's like, okay, we have this much money coming in. How, how can we communicate about what money we're okay to spend? And so I tried lots of different budgeting tools that I would spend a lot of time kind of setting up and figuring out how it worked. And, and then I would, um, go over it with my wife. And then we had kind of the monthly review process and the whole thing was just difficult to be clear on, you know, what, what can we spend? And then we overspend, we don't know until the end of the month. And then it's like this kind of challenging experience. And so I just kept thinking like, what is the objective of the budget, right? Mm -hmm. And the objective is to manage our spending. And when we think about our spending, we know what money is coming in. More than half the money we already know is going out in recurring expenses. Right. And so why are we grouping those together? Yeah. And, you know, that doesn't make sense. And then when we do group them as kind of an added negative effect we're on a monthly interval because that's how often most of these recurring expenses are. And so I thought if we could separate, separate those out and then just take what's left and, and divide that by 4.3 to get a weekly number instead of a monthly number, mm-hmm. then, you know, voila, we have this one number we can spend every week. So initially, actually, when I came up with the idea, we did these calculations on our own and then set up uh, a debit card that we would transfer this amount of cash to every single week. Uh-huh. And that's when I felt like, wow, this is, this could really be something. This is a clear number we can spend. It changed our behavior. It changed our conversations. It did. You know, it, was, it, it became very clear the direction we were going. And if we overspent, we knew exactly how much. And, you know, it was only over the course of seven days. So it wasn't like, you know, we've been overspending for four weeks and, you know, now we're kind of like, uh, reviewing the month and, and realizing that we've been overspending or, um, and so that just the clarity was, was there. Right. I assumed it kind of proved those, improved those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, that you were having, um, and then from there you, you built an app to manage it instead of doing the debit card thing. Right. Yep. Yeah. That was the next step. So I built, uh, Weekly, I initially called it, you need an allowance, um, kind of as a, uh, <laughs> kind of as a, as a poke against the, uh, the famous YNAB, you need a budget app, um, which I think is, is a very different philosophy than what we have. You need a budget is really involved. There's lots of categories. You're operating on a monthly basis. You go in and update categories and shuffle money around. Reconciling. Yeah. We have a very uh, different approach that tries to really simplify and target the, um, the real concern in, in any budget, which is the discretionary spending. Right. The recurring expenses, you know, up front, uh, it's the discretionary spending where people get into trouble. Right. Right. If you take YNAB, for example, I'm just going to talk about them because they're 
They're a direct competitor with us, and they also have kind of an opposite strategy, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, they have uh, several different principles that are on their website about, you know, if you overspend in one category, then you take money from another category and you, you shift it over. And they've got all these different reports and tools that you use as part of the app. So, you know, the, the budgeting software seems like it's got a lot going on and that kind of makes you feel like, wow, this is like really this awesome app. The weekly paradigm is very different. We're not focused on the bells and whistles and reports and categories of the app. We're focused on driving your decisions as a consumer. We're focused on helping you reach your goals. And so that means we want to give you just the right information at the right time for you to make decisions that are going to help you achieve your goals. And so the way that we believe that that is most effective is to have $1 amount every single week that you can spend. It's a consistent amount. And all of the um, decisions that you make during the week are pitted against this one number. And so if you're out buying gas, you're out buying groceries, you're buying uh, movie tickets for the weekend or making plans to go out, all of those things are being evaluated against this one allotment of money. And that really brings this power to the user to make decisions that are most valuable to them. They don't have to go back into an app and, and categorize from one place to another or you know, think that they still have money for groceries, even though they have enough groceries and, and all the other complexity that goes in, um, with tracking, it's just a single number. Um, and, and that we believe really helps drive decisions. So my dad used to say, um, a confused person does nothing. And I feel like in the, in the finance budgeting world, if you're confused, you, you can't take action to reach your financial goals. Right. Um, and so my real drive in this and working together with Drew has been to, to build a system that cleans that up and to, to give users the clear information they need to actually take action and, and drive towards their financial goals. Right. And one of my interests, as you know, as we develop this out is hopefully we can even take the next step and start making you know, intelligent recommendations to people. So, right. Um, based off of spending and maybe what we're seeing in the marketplace, uh, make recommendations on how you could save money or alert you to different transactions or fees that can be, um, eliminated. Um, and then, you know, the app really starts adding that extra value on top of it, but it all, you can never fix truly overspending. So that is yeah. where it starts. And yeah, Exactly. Every other financial strategy will fail without solving that first problem of, of managing your spending, which is partly why I'm so excited about this topic. Yeah. You know, like if, if we can really solve this, you know, um, we had the, the frugal fellow, uh, um, gentleman on our, on our podcast. And he talked about, uh, one of his tips was to, if you can save in advance for purchases like a car. And that has to do with spending less than you earn, right? Hitting those savings goals. Investing is another great way to make money. But all of those other financial aspects really hinge on your ability to spend less than you earn. Right. So um, we'll call this episode one. So if you're listening to this, uh, this is just sort of an introduction to who we are, what we're doing, what we're building. Um, we're going to be having more podcasts that just... Um, 
uh, talk about money topics in general. We'll circle around to these uh, principles uh, weekly, give you updates on the app and everything. We'd love to hear from you. But yeah, also feel free to uh, download our app. Oh, it's currently in, in beta, uh, weeklybudgeting.com. Uh, right at the top, there's a, a download link. It's currently available for iOS. We'll be targeting Android in the future. And uh, feel free to, to download the beta version of the app. Uh, we'll also be hoping to release into the App Store uh, early next month. So we're looking forward to that and would love your feedback on it. Okay, cool. All right, that's it for now. 